Welcome to Hangout with Sujata. Today, my guest is Brock Weaver. I could say a lot about him. I will try to explain Brock because he's someone you expect the unexpected. He's not the typical kind of person. So never assume that it's going to go the way you think. Uh, I, I think that this could take more than two hours. Seems as such, yeah. <clears throat> there's a lot of songs. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of songs, but uh, you also have a lot of uh, stories because your journey is such that there are stories and uh, stories are very deep. So they are not usual fairy tale stories, if I may say so. That's what makes Brock Brock. Shall I? We shall. Okay, so I'm going to play the first song. We listen to the song and then we we'll chat on it. Okay.
So you want to go over each section one by one? Because there's three. There's three. It's yeah. not over. No. No, that's yeah. just uh so that's section one. <clears throat> um and yeah, I think we should break it up because the story of the entire song it, it should be sectionalized because they're different periods. Okay, um, so then but, I think, uh, uh, okay, no, wait, I have to find the section two and three. Okay, you can do that, but we can still speak about it. So we should break it up into sections because it's a long story. Um, it's okay. kind of the circle of life. And in the beginning, when you listen to the first section, you hear the pauses. <clears throat> There's a specific brief pause before the power note is played. And it's, it's the pauses that make it so attractive to the ear. Um, Moonlight Sonata is based off physics, uh, the conservation of energy. Um, the first section in the mind shows like, like a heavy flower in the moonlight starting to reach towards the moon, you know, based off of its energy here. And as it's going through the struggle of resisting gravity, the energy that brings it up is it's beautiful. And towards the end of the first section, you can hear um, it actually finds calamity in feeling that struggle. You know, you can hear more pleasant notes being played and less power notes. So yeah, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the whole song. You'll hear the second section it has nothing to do with it. It's, it's more of a dance, kind of like a dance with the devil. So, oh, you find that? but uh, uh, what is the, which period of your life are we resonating with this section? That's where I am now. So we are starting with the now. Yeah. I've gone through the struggles of life. And now I'm finding the calamity and all that's around me.
Wonderful. I, I especially like the, this dance part. The, you know, have you ever danced? The dance was actually on the second movement. So we didn't really get to hear that. Um, the dancing with the double part. Um, it expresses uh, the youthfulness, you know, of an adult. And on this one, this is the conclusion to life. So if you see or hear the repetitiveness and all the different sections of that section or the movement, um, they, <clears throat> they become a sort of chaotic. You know, it's almost like people that are lost in their work um, and like doing the things that they do for the reasons they don't know why, but they do them and then they get to the breaking point and then they die and it starts over again, you know, slowly but surely. Um, it happens multiple times. <clears throat> For, per each section, you can hear the melody and the tones change slightly towards the end. And it's almost showing like we must die many times, you know, to finally figure out what life is. And towards the end, it's 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 just got a different attitude. 
there's not as much chaos, but there's still the desire for control. And then eventually you can hear at the end, it's just good night. It's, it's powerful. And that's what it's like, good night. So. It's like a description of life itself. Have you ever danced to this music? Brock doesn't dance. Okay, that's something I came to know. Okay. I did, like when I was young, um, when my brother got married, and apparently I, got, I was a good dancer, I don't know. But yeah. See? I just don't. You did not find joy in gyrations. I'm sure you were, when you danced, you were a good dancer. Got me laid. How and when did you develop the appreciation for this kind of music? After my car accident, I listened to nothing but classic music after my motorcycle accident. So, I mean, I just can't even remember all the names of the different Tchaikovsky. Um, yeah, I just, I listened to them all <clears throat> because I was so not myself. Um, well, I was probably more myself, I'd have to say, because I was broken. So, yeah. I do, I'd have to say I love all the classics, classical music, um, orchestra and uh, just piano. I used to play um, the upright bass and maybe I should do that again because I forgot I was really good. Well, maybe that'll be another investment for me. I think so. Yes, I think so. So you want to, uh... Go on to the next song, or you want to talk about the car accident? No, no, we've talked about that. Okay, so I'm going to play the next song on the list, which is uh, one Metallica oh, yeah. and Justice World. Okay, <clears throat> this is from when I was a child. Yeah, so let's listen to the song.
your association with the song uh, that was my first favorite song when i when i was a kid and i started to get into what you know music enjoying music that was the first one um it's quality music i mean they don't make music like that anymore i mean it tells a story not only with the instruments but with the song itself you know i mean the way that they orchestrated it and put it all together it's like uh it has feelings of emotion you know it has feelings of power in oneself um there's a lot to it i mean in the, the lyrical story that you listen to it's about uh, uh, a member of the military that goes over to fight in war and ends up taking a grenade and loses all of his peripheral sensory system so he has he can't feel because he has no legs you know he has no arms he lost his sight he lost the ability to communicate and he was deaf and so he was lost in his mind mm. you know the whole time he was sitting on a bed and doctors were doing tests on him and some people say that that really didn't happen it wasn't a grenade it was actually an experiment that scientists did on a person he didn't realize what he was getting into so but we don't know we don't know good song next yeah, song's it's probably a good gonna make song. <laughs> i could almost see a harley davidson and leather jacket as you know ideal pairing for this track i uh back then it was there was a big battle of the bands when it came to rock music metal mm -hmm. uh, different types you know and they were all they all had the best the best you know they all had the best guitar players the best basses you know they all they all interviewed and you know they did the proper thing and just had the best of the best and then to have somebody create that in their mind and jot it down onto paper it's quite intriguing yeah, yeah. music music's not like that anymore now it's all auto-tune beats um, it's just different different times yeah but those music from previous times like this one it's 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 always you know it has its relevance even today i mean you can still find a lot of joy in listening to this kind of music than what is sometimes going on today yeah okay. i remember this was back when i was a skater when i was listening to it so I, back then we had tape player walkmans and we used to go to the, the record store to buy tapes that's when I, I remember this this was before cd yes i remember the walkman <laughs> era yeah and you you were special no that was with the cd player you had the special walkman when it went cd and um it, you you were lucky if you got the one that didn't skip like there was like shock protection this was on the front of it i remember because cds would always skip if you had them you know the previous generation of cd player portable cd players uh the evolution of technology is great to think about so you, you, want, to... you want me to go to the next song sure yeah that's the next section of my life <laughs> don't take the girl yeah you're gonna cry if you listen to the words you're gonna cry I'm going to listen to the words. I mean, that's what I'm trying to do is list, you know, they give the words. So I like to read them. Johnny's daddy is taking him fishing. 
he was eight years old. A little girl came through the front gate holding a fishing pole. His dad looked down and smiled. Said, We can't leave her behind. Son, I know you don't want her to go. Someday you'll change your mind And Johnny said Take Jimmy Johnson Take Tommy Thompson Take my best friend Bo Take anybody that you want As long as she don't go Take any boy in the world Daddy, please songs I've heard in a while. Yeah, makes me cry every time. 
afternoon. It just, it's a great song, great story, great poem about life, you know, it's how life works. In the beginning, you, you say no because of your own ideas. And then at the end, you wish for it all back. That's what happens in life. People live in this facade of an illusion going from point A to point B, not recognizing the things that are around them, things that are marvelous. And at the end of the life, people fall to their knees, you know? So, very important song. Very. And it's also about love and pain. The That's way right. It. Yeah. That's why it affects me, I think, is because I didn't... I didn't have that familial presence, you know? Yes. <clears throat> I almost felt like I was a burden, you know? So that song means a lot to me. All right, the next one does too. Midnight in Montgomery, right? Yeah, this, this period of my life, I was like 15. Mm. So for both of these songs, I, because this was a portion of my life when I was raised in Mississippi, and that's why I've got all this country music in me. That period okay. of time. So it's kind of that's a cowboyish voice. Yeah. Let's listen to the song. Midnight in Montgomery, Silver Eagle, Lonely Road. Was on my way to Mobile for a big New Year's Eve show. Stopped for just a minute, see a friend outside of town. With my collar up, I found his name. Felt the wind died down, and a drunk man and a cowboy. Took me by surprise Wearing shiny boots A nudie suit And haunted, haunted eyes He said, friend, it's good to see you It's nice to know you care Then the wind picked up He was gone Was he ever really there? Cause it's midnight In Montgomery just hear that whippoorwill See the stars light up the purple sky Feel that lonesome chill When the wind is right to hear his song Smell whiskey in the air Midnight in Montgomery always singing well, I climb back on that eagle one last look around red tail lights 
shadow moves slow across the ground. And off somewhere, midnight train slowly passing by. I can hear that whistle blow. I'm so lonesome I could cry. Cause it's midnight in Montgomery. Just hear that whipple wind. See the stars light up the purple sky. Feel that lonesome chill. Cause when the wind So, back in that time, I was heavy into country music and just doing country things, riding horses. And I lived on a farm at four, four horses. What's a bird? Do you hear the hummingbird over me? Yes. It's loud. It's huge. Um, yeah, it was a tribute to Hank Williams Sr. when he died. Because it was a big loss for the country community, you know. So, yeah, it was a tribute to him. I really like Hank. Good music. All right. So, you want to say anything about uh, your time? You were about 15, right? You said. 15, 15 to 18. Yeah. Is that is that the time that you were with your adopted father? Well, I, I ran away when I was sixteen, so you know, I mean, someone I lived there, but I also lived with a friend. So yeah, when I was sixteen, I was just done. I ran away and never looked back. Never had a regret about leaving. I guess that's what happens when somebody does things to you like that. So, yes, my whole family knew something was up. They were like, "Why would?" Because <clears throat> I mean, I had riches. You know, I lived in, on a fourteen-acre property with a three-story house with a huge pond in the front that had its own island and a bridge. You know, it was. I lived in a really nice house. My sisters, after the fact, they were like, "We knew something was going on because who leaves that environment?" You know, so. Something I forgot, but will never forget. Yes. Yeah. What's the next song on the list? The next song is Clay, Brace Wonderwall. Perfectly imperfect. Yeah, when I hear the song, it does. Sometimes it chokes me up. You know, her, her voice and melody are so beautiful. So it's just a beautiful song. I enjoy it. Oh. 
Is that it? That's it. Wasn't it quite wonderful? It was wonderful. The video was also very good. I was seeing the video yeah. and listening to the words. Great parents. Yes. That's what happens when you have good parents. You know, parents that let the child just do what they should do. Yes. She's a natural philosopher. The words. That's the philosophy. words are, yes, exactly where she, you know, I resonated with the words that I don't play by the rules, which you say. Yeah. Yes. And she was even talking about how her environment of being around other children, you know, yes. I cut my hair because I don't care. Yeah. It's a very powerful song. Yeah. I think she changed though because of fame. So like I think now she's doing like death metal. Like she's oh. very grungy. She grew into like yeah, just fame. Like she she changed it. Her I don't know, I haven't listened to her, but uh that's what I think I remember. But yeah, beautiful. that was a beautiful song for that age. So it resonated with uh, you. Why? It's just pure beauty and philosophy. Okay. So shall I play <clears throat> the next song? Which yes, is which is... Imagine what is it? Believer, imagine dragons. Yeah, this was a good period of my life. This is later in life, um, of course, because the time period. But uh, imagine dragons. Have, have you heard of them? No, I'm listening to oh. these songs first time. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna love this group. Um, they're just so modern and powerful, and it talks about philosophy. <laughs> You'll hear it make me a believer you know what i mean yeah shackle so all right yeah let's, let's go for yeah. the first one this first i'm gonna say all the words inside my head i'm fired up and tired of the way that things have been oh ooh, the way that things have been oh ooh, 
sums it up perfectly when you talk about believers that's right yeah i talk about it non-stop breaking yeah. them of their bad habits so this is a good podcast i think uh i think this is going is this the first episode what is this the first interview for your podcast yes one of one of them okay But thank you. Give them good editing software. I, if I've started something, I shall figure it out. And if I get stuck, I shall ask for help. 
course. Okay, All so right. the next one is uh, Thunder. That's a good one. Yeah, I enjoy yeah. this one. Just a young gun with the quick fuse. I was uptight, wanna let loose. I was dreaming of bigger things and wanna leave my old life behind. Not a yes, sir, not a follow up. Fit the box, fit the mold, have a seat in the foyer. Take a number. I was lightning before the thunder. Thunder, thunder, thunder. Classes while I was scheming for the masses. Who do you think you are? Dreaming about being a big star. They say you're basic, they say you're easy. You're always riding in the backseat. Now I'm smiling from the stage while you were clapping in the nosebleeds. to ask you a question sure do you think faith can dip into delusion faith can dip into delusion can tip into delusion it is yes it's delusional okay it deconstructs us with an illusion making it delusional okay so let's hear what are your thoughts about this song which we just heard Thunder. This whole series, I think three songs by Imagine Dragons was um, the reason why it means so much to me is 
because I was absolutely in love with someone at that time. And um, we explored, you know, I was 36 and she was 23. Shout out to Savannah Coolidgey. What a cool last name, Coolidgey. She's the coolest person I know. And uh, yeah, we did lots of lots of mushrooms and uh, just psychedelics with each other while we listened to that. And she would always like hold my hands and we'd sit across from each other and she would sing to me, you know, she sang to me for like three hours. Never experienced that before while staring at each other in the face, you know, while tripping hardcore. I remember while she was singing to me, her face turned into Homer Simpson's three dimensional face and then just started melting. <laughs> it was so crazy. Uh, good experience though. So, yeah, and these were the songs, the type of music that she introduced me to, so. I see. So we listen to the, there's another one, right? Which is the Demons. I think yeah. by much. Right? Yeah. Okay. When the days are cold and the cards are folding, the saints we see are all made of. No matter 
that was a lovely song so are you seeing anybody now any girl in your life any woman in your life if you lack desire then how would that be obtainable i knew the answer but the audience has to know <laughs> yeah okay probably not so we go to the next song uh the transition <clears throat> so this is back when i was a boy back to probably so i was i went from cowboy to liking rap so what's the next song the next song is dear mama oh yeah yeah okay so let's listen to the song When I was young, me and my mama had beef, 17 years old, kicked out on the streets. Though back at the time, I never thought I'd see a face. Ain't a woman alive that could take my mama's place. Suspended from school, I'm scared to go home. I was a fool with the big boys breaking all the rules. Shed tears with my baby sister. Over the years, we was poor and other little kids. And even though we had different daddies, the same drama when things went wrong, we blame mama. I reminisce on the stress I caused. It was hell, hugging on my mama from a jail cell. And who's thinking elementary? Hey, I see the penitentiary one day. Running from the police, that's right. Mama catch me, put a whoop into my backside. And even as a crack fiend, mama, you always was a black queen, mama. I finally understand for a woman it ain't easy trying to raise a man. You always was committed. A poor single mother on welfare. Tell me how you did it. There's no way I can pay you back. But the plan is to show you that I understand. You all appreciate it. Nobody tell us it was fair. No love for my daddy, cause the cowboy wasn't there. He passed away and I didn't cry. Cause my anger wouldn't let me feel for a stranger. They say I'm wrong and I'm heartless. But all along I was looking for a father, he was gone. I hung around with the thugs. And even though they sold drugs, they showed a young brother love. I moved out, started really hanging. I needed money of my own, so I started slanging. I ain't guilty, cause even though I sell rocks, it feels good putting money in your mailbox. I love paying rent when the rent's due. I hope you got the diamond necklace that I sent to you. Cause when I was low, you was there for me. You never left me alone because you cared for me. And I can see you coming home after work late. You're in the kitchen trying to fix us a hot plate. Just working with the scraps you was given And mama made miracles every Thanksgiving But now the road got rough, you're alone You're trying to raise two bad kids on your own And there's no way I can pay you back But my plan is to show you that I understand You all appreciate it. Don't you know when love is sweet And dear mama Please no one on love is sweet 
can relate to knowing your story more in detail but i'd like to hear from you because the thoughts which are running in my mind could be different from what you feel for the song so i'd like to um yeah i mean the psychology behind it you can understand and you know i can see it i mean it meant a lot so yeah because the way i see it that i think you i couldn't do anything you, you grew or you grew on your own mostly right i mean of course yeah, i appreciate sure i appreciate that you came into this world through your parents however you just grew and blossomed mostly on your own i would say yeah it was a self taught life lesson yes i think you deserved more love while growing up as a child which you didn't get which i don't want <laughs> i wish i never had come on away you know so i'm glad Okay. <clears throat> the next song is so we'll go to all eyes on me. Okay. Big sight, <laughs> new Hank. Go go, big sight. Y'all know how this shit go, you know. All eyes on me. Oh, oh, <laughs> Roll up in the club. Yeah, right. All eyes on me. I bet you got it twisted, you don't know who to trust. So many player hating niggas trying to sound like us. Say they ready 
for the fuck, but I don't think they know it. Straight to the depths of hell, the freedom cow is going. Well, all you still down, nigga, holler when you see me. And let these devils suck for the day they finally free me. I got a caravan of niggas every time we ride. Hitting motherfuckers up when we pass by. Until I die, little life of a false player. Cause even when I'm hot, fuck with me and get close later. The future's in my eyes. Cause all I want is cash and things. I popped up a low, Ben's want the flashy brakes. Uh, bitches pursue me like a dream. Been known to disappear before your eyes. My main thing was to be major, paid the game sharper than the motherfucking razor blade. Save money, bring bitches, bitches bring lies. One nigga's getting jealous and motherfuckers die. Depend on me like the first and fifteen. They might hold me for a second, but they won't get me. We got four niggas and low riders and ski masks screaming thug like every time they pass, all eyes on me. Little life of a thug nigga, till the day I die. Little life of a boss player, all eyes on me. Till the 
day or time in the life of the bitches. Cause he been getting up. Every motherfucking body. I got busted souls and police watching them, you know? Living my life as a dog, nigga. Till the day I die. Living my life as a boss player. All eyes on me. It's like what they think. I'm walking around with some keys in my pocket. All eyes on me. They think I'm going back to jail. They really on that dope. Living my life as a dog, nigga. Till the day I die. I know y'all watching. I know y'all got me in the scope. I know y'all know this is thug life, baby. All eyes on you. Tell me your thoughts about this. I was a very egotistical person. Hmm? Yeah, I had a huge ego. Um, I was always the center of attention. I seek it. You know, I seek validation. It's just part of the growth spurt, you know. Um, because I had experienced things that most people hadn't, a, uh, I don't know, I was always a rebel, you know, I didn't like rules, I didn't see the point of them, and as such, I was, I mean, people kind of enjoyed me being around, you know what I mean, so, that's childhood, you know, you think we all have to go through that. But this is which period are we talking about? So, <clears throat> I, so this is when I was in Mississippi, and I turned to rap instead. So, oh yeah, I was beaten into the cribs and whatever. It was stupidness, you know. We used to do these like stupid handshakes and gang signs, and I still—I don't even know if I still have the tattoo. Did my body absorb it? It did. I used to have a pitchfork that we tattooed onto my ankle because <laughs> you had to get the pitchfork tattooed on you. It's gone now. My body's dissolved it. And then this next song is just because I was going through that whole period of life where I thought I was a, a thug, you know. That's is it, just an illusion. Is it difficult to imagine you as a thug? Anyway, we listen to the song first. I really love this song. I still love it. Talking about who you go squabble with it. 
So yeah, that was, um, so I, I was big into the G's, you know? Um, so yeah, back then it, there was, I mean, rappers were actual gangsters nowadays. Rappers, they want to appear to be gangsters, but you know, they're like skirting it. Some of them actually are stupid enough to do the things that we used to do. Um, so there was a battle between the Bloods and the Crips and they all had their different rappers. And in this song, um, it was about Dre. Um, so Dre used to be a part of the club, <laughs> but uh, he changed, he sold out. That was, that's what this whole, this whole song rap is about. Yeah, so that's, I mean, it was just, it was weird. It was, was I like 16 to 18, I was a crib. It was weird. Um, I mean, the leader of our local area, he was just the biggest guy, you know? You were the leader. Not me, <clears throat> I wasn't. Um, and when the leader says something, you have to do it. You don't have an option, so there's a weird hierarchy. But now when I look back, I'm like, that's because intelligence was lacking at that period of time. You know, it was all about muscle. It's all about people that act, you know, they, they acted upon, they didn't just take it. You know, we used to have like, just fights just because of the color, <laughs> red or blue. And we would just periodically just, you know, they'd get into a dispute. This was in high school and, uh, yeah, it was just prison mentality, really, is what it was. So high school is like a prison in a sort. You know, it causes humans to act in this fashion. Because you're supposed to follow rules and you're supposed to confirm. That's when they try well, to put you in the box. So in the gangs, it's like um, you have to do what you're told. Yeah. And so if you had to get into a fight because they were comparing who is the best fighter or not even the best, but who is the best of the weakest fighters, you know, they would fight one another. I fought, I fought like a fucking badger. It started, me realizing who I am started when I was 13 or 14. <clears throat> and there was this boy, John, it wasn't Trahan. Um, I can't remember the name, his last name, but he was known as the bully. He was like the big fat kid, the tallest, the fattest kid, you know, and he would, he would push people and he'd, you know, do things like this. And I always just saw him for who he was. And then he tried bullying me and then I just pulled him down to the ground. You know, I just started wailing on him. And then after that, it was like, it's weird. It's, you're walking through the hallways and people are just staring at you you know, because of the rumors that went around school. And that's when it started. That was at St. John's in Gulfport, Mississippi. And then I got kicked out of that school. <laughs> and uh, so my dad put me in boarding school, St. Stanislaus, big school, 10 classes a day. You just go to school and then you go to mass as Catholic. And then it happened there too. You know, people tried testing me. I mean, there's a tough guy. His name was Cowboy. Nobody would mess with him. And he said, I remember he said something about my mom. And then next thing I remember is like, I'm in trouble. 
it started with that one that started to build the reputation. And then, uh, yeah, I had this, this reputation where there's like, if I didn't like anything, I remember this one kid, we were in computer class and uh, he said something about my mom too. Like, why do people say things about moms? Because they know it's going to impact you emotionally, create anger. And I remember we were, we were standing up and uh, the teacher was facing the other direction writing on the whiteboard. He was like, fuck you, fuck your mama. And so I just punched him right in the face. And then he started crying. And I pushed his head down below the screen so that the teacher couldn't see him. And so while I had my hand on his head, you know, pushing him down on the desk, the teacher was just doing his thing. And the kid was just crying. And I was just holding him there, you know, down on the desk. And I was like, stop crying. And I'll let you go. And he stopped crying. And I let him back up. And he had a nice shiner. I mean, and he wouldn't even rat on me. He wouldn't tell on me, you know. So interesting life, I would have to say. Yeah, and uh, the way you describe it, I would say that uh, you were always fighting, always standing your ground. And uh, some would say it's leadership because leadership is not by designation, it's by actions. At least that's what I think. I've always acted. And then I ask for forgiveness. If it's necessary, usually it's not necessary. It's just, I go with the flow. Yeah. You know, if I feel a situation is arising, I pop it. You know, I just go straight to the source. I don't even, I mean, in my environment, it's just now it's easy. It's like when you build a reputation, people feel you how many times have I had some someone say man you carry a big stick you know throttle it back I tell them there's no stick you know you just see something that's not really there you feel me can you feel me <laughs> it's the development of the mind stressor does entail stimuli it's necessary but we live in a society where they're trying to outlaw stress. Yeah. You know, but now we have all these people, they're giving themselves designations, which aren't real. Like, I don't know if ADHD is real or not. I can't say because that's not my expertise, but I know how powerful the mind is when somebody tells you that you're something. And at that period of time, your mind is not as strong as it shall be. Um, you inherit the qualities and the characteristics of what is said to you. And then what you do is you go around and say, well, this really bothers me because I'm ADHD. Well, you seem normal, you know, you seem very normal, but it sounds like you're making an excuse that somebody told you. The power of the mind, I can tell anybody, I can diagnose them and I'll just ask, do you want me to diagnose you? And we'll go, sure, you know, it's a joke. And then I'll start to tell them, okay, well, you exhibit weakness here. Was there something that happened in the past that caused you to have this sort of weakness? And it's very difficult for them to explain. And then you say, well, I see that you put up a boundary for a reason, almost like a safety net in your mind. You know, what's the reason for that? And they can't articulate. They just can't. They don't know why. It's unspoken. So and as such, there are weak minds. And then there are minds. I wouldn't even call them strong minds. And I can tell anybody 
something, and they will start to tell themselves that. And when that does happen, then that's called mind control. You know, so you can control minds through articulation, you know, designation, uh, pointing out characteristics which may appear flawed in them. And then they'll start to, like if I tell them their earlobe's a little too big, you know, they'll, they'll touch their ear. <laughs> That's the process starting. And then they start to feel like, are my earlobes too big? They feel too big. I need to go look in the mirror. And they're like, oh my God, my earlobes are too big. Mom, my earlobes are too big. No, there's nothing wrong with your earlobes. No, but seriously, look at them compared to this. <laughs> it's just, yeah, so humans are, I mean, we are a great species. It's just, there's a lot of weak minds. There's a lot of weak minds, non-philosophers, non-observers. So I don't mean to put them down. I just mean to point them out. And there are some brilliant minds. <laughs> Brilliant is described for another person. Some people think that they are brilliant. They are not. You know what I mean? Like saying somebody's a genius or somebody's brilliant is just saying you are. But some people say, I'm a genius. I'm brilliant. I'm smart. There's no such thing. It's a compliment to somebody else for a thought. Genius isn't a full-time job for the other person. Uh, it comes and goes. And when characters are capable of freeing themselves from desire, then they do something and people go, that's genius. When in fact, it is not. Yeah. It's All right, I think we have well, like two songs left. No, we played all the songs. Oh, look at that. We did it within two hours and it's 420 almost. So let me pack my pipe. Give me one <laughs> sec. Well, this was wonderful, Sujata. This is a great idea. Oh. I think that you're going to be successful if you actually make this happen. Thank you, Brock. It was a pleasure and an honor to talk with you today. And though we hang out quite often, this was a really special one. And I appreciate your time and your thoughts. It's always a pleasure to listen to you. I never get enough of it.